Hola, hola, hola. I am Samuel Gillespie, and I am Brooke Bankston, and we're here with the Cavalier cast, and today's segment is teaching a different point of view. A little bit about myself, since some of you might know, some of you might not. Um, I am the junior class SEA president. Um, I run track. I run the 500, and this is an indoor. I run the 500 and the 300, and in outdoor, I run the 400 and the 200. Um, let's see. What is interesting about myself? Everything. Oh, that's nice. Um, I like to longboard. That's a hobby of mine until I broke my collarbone, but it's still fun. Yep. I like to snowboard. Um, I love water, like the outdoors and the water you drink. Um, school is very fun and a passion of mine, not going to lie. And I don't know. There's some other things, I guess, but that's about it. Yep. <laughs> very brief. Yes. Um, I am Burke Bankston. I am the junior class SCA vice president. I attend Central Virginia Governor's School. Smarty. <laughs> I play tennis here at JF. And I don't know, something about me. Mm, I you like got this. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I like watching sports, and I really enjoy following them. And I am also a member of the Forensics and Debate team from freshman year up until now. Competed in Public Forum and Oral and Terp. Um, yeah. And speaking of forensics, drum roll. We have our first teacher appearance, Mr. Brian Munson. Hello, hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, Mr. Munson, if you just want to go over quickly about yourself yeah well i was just listening to what you said and, and it got me actually thinking about high school so when i was in high school i was uh president of the spanish club i was on yearbook i was in drama i i swam i was on the swim team but not my school didn't have a swim team and um you know i i, I think i was part of a guitar group because i play guitar so i mean wow. I, I was i was involved yeah. in a bunch of stuff because honestly i wasn't like the best student but mm. i sure like being in clubs so i can relate to that now i'm a teacher i teach uh, ap classes ap english ap seminar ap research here at jf and i've been teaching for i just counted 33 years man wow doesn't feel, i know it doesn't feel oh like goodness. that yeah, I know. 33 I should years be, i should be pulling out dentures here but no <laughs> You know. And you have not only taught in the U.S. No, you have not. Yeah, yeah, I've been, I've been around the world. Um, yeah, we shortly after my son was starting school, we we headed overseas. Okay. And so I've taught in. Um, we started in Korea, in South mm -hmm. Korea, in a town called Tejan, and then we moved on to uh, Saudi Arabia, which was kind of a short stop in Riyadh only there for two years, and then moved on to uh, Shanghai, China. And then um, we, were, we were heading home, but my wife, uh, she had a, uh, a admin degree, and so they needed her to stay on at the school we were at in uh, China, but we'd already kind of changed everything, so they didn't yeah. have a position for me, so I came on back thinking I would just 
keep our house, which was in Roanoke at mm-hmm. that time, but uh, and maybe sub or something. It was hard to get a job that late. Uh, and then something opened up for me in Denmark. So, and, Den- and my family uh, originally immigrated from Denmark. So okay. it was kind of returning to roots yeah. that I never knew I had. So it's right. Cool. So did you uh, like? Did you have connections to these places before? Like, uh, no. What What happens is that you just apply uh, to different um, kind of overseas schools yeah. and that kind of thing. And at least for the uh, let's see, the Saudi Arabia one, we went to a job fair. Uh, and it was wild. Yeah. That was wild. Right. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I always came back and said overseas teaching, overseas education is probably education's best-kept secret. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because, man, it's uh, – I've never been – I never – the schools are like America, okay? Yeah. They're the same. We, we compete in the same sports. We do the same kind of thing. Right. Except maybe on steroids, like, mm-hmm. because – the schools in, in China are amazing. That's what I've the heard. Facilities I mean, and like, yeah. I've heard it's yeah. it's pretty it's pretty hardcore ac- ac- academically. It is, but that's what the students are paying yeah. to be there. So <laughs> you just didn't. I was I was shocked. You didn't get discipline issues. There weren't fights breaking really? out. No, there weren't <laughs> fights breaking out. So the the biggest issue we had, which is so strange because it's not an issue that we have here at all, is trying to keep kids in English. Right. Because it's an English-speaking school. Mm-hmm. And and often they would use their language to yeah. try to, you know, get answers on tests. So they, they'd walk get in around and, and just say, they'd walk in and in Korean, they'd <laughs> say, I didn't study last night. Who's got the answers? And yeah. somebody would just kind of raise their hand and I'd say, uh, in English, but they already said it. <laughs> yeah. And somebody right. already was going to give them answers. So it was really weird. So well, I had you, to learn a little bit of language yeah. just so I could catch right. that. Yeah. Would you, uh, like, how would you compare it differently to, like, a private school? Here, like in I don't know. the U.S. I, I mean, I, I, I went to a, a private school for high school. It was a yeah. Jesuit school, a Catholic school. Um, and I think the rigor is the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, private schools have a, have a more challenging thing mm-hmm. to them, and the schools overseas, they expected that. Okay. So yeah. uh, that, it, for me, it was a super amount of grading. Yeah. yeah. Now, not Denmark. Denmark's incredibly laid back. Europe's incredibly laid back, and I, it, it's just a whole different feel. And it's, and that I, like, I mean, I mean, in rules on the campus too. Okay. So that that was more like, I mean, yeah, there were discipline things there, but, mm-hmm. but, the, the rules are so lax that it wasn't like like more laid back than oh, a public much, school here. Oh, much more. Laid wow. Back, much more. Oh. And the fact that we didn't have a, um, we didn't have a lunchroom mm-hmm. meant that. You went to restaurants around, so so you had an hour off, and I mean they'd catch the bus and go on down yeah. somewhere. And there wasn't a gym because it was just a small. They were building a school, so we were in a really old building. And uh, to go to gym, you'd have to catch the bus and go like three stops down, and and they'd they'd have it at like our equivalent to a YMCA or something like that. That's it was wild. That is very. And I just remember walking the first day, walking with the principal just around the neighborhood. And I saw some of the students, and they were sitting on the stoop of a, a, a um, like apartment, yeah. and they were smoking. So I thought, oh, principal's coming yeah, they're by. Gonna they're they're going to get. And yeah. she goes, hey guys, listen, we've had some complaints about the the cigarette butts mm-hmm. here, so make sure you put them out elsewhere. And wow. I'm like, yeah, and I'm like walking by, and I said that was weird. And she goes, why? And I said, I mean, we would have just gotten after him for smoking. And she goes, well, everybody smokes, so what's the point? And I just yeah. thought, I, 
there's something about that that I just like. In America, Letting you're people like, be people, you know, and, yeah. and what's the what's the point of that now? Yeah. It's an awful thing to say because my administration's not going to like that. But, you know. No, yeah. I, I know what you mean, like, the discipline. But Europe, Europe does smoke more than America mm-hmm. does. So, yes. Yeah. So what was your, like, why, what was your driving motion to not stay and teach in America versus going out and seeing what's out there? Well, I don't think anything drove me away. Pulled you? Well, maybe, because uh, I, when I married, I, I switched careers. I was a journalist before. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when I married, uh, I was already kind of uh, not seeing journalism as being uh, the future. And, and I married a school teacher, and I thought, you know, that, that's, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, she didn't push me. She, it's just something we did. And she had grown up, her family, her, my wife's side of the family, her dad was with the UN. So she traveled okay. all around the world, and she lived in different places, many more places than I have even visited now. And uh, she said, hey, why don't we uh, put in to teach overseas? And I thought, why not? Our kids were younger. Mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes when they're older, it's a little hard to make that kind of break. Yeah. And... Um, so we just put an application thinking it would be about a year, and it was really a few months. So it was kind of just like, let's go for it's it. Great demand, yeah. yeah. So it's very cool. I, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't regret the decision at all, and I know my kids don't because okay. every year. I was year about to we, ask that. Yeah. How did they, like, did every, they? Every year when we would decide whether we were going to sign the contract again, we would ask the kids, do you want to stay? And then it was like, yeah. And so now what I've got is, is you know, three kids. i got two daughters and a son who probably will find themselves overseas at some point because that when that bug gets in you yeah mm-hmm. it's hard and, i mean and it was hard to come back yeah i was used to that i think the thing that drew me back though was that uh my daughters were married and i and there was grandbabies coming so i thought nah family nah, yeah. i don't want to be right. away when there's grandbabies i gosh being a grandpa i can't even imagine. yeah but i am now so. and do they live like close to here my oldest lives in Richmond, and yes, okay. my, my middle child so not too far. lives in here in town. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then your son works Nathan. right here. Right here. He, he just got married, so no kids. That's yet. Awesome. And I a got puppy. a puppy. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I remember that. A puppy's awesome. Yep. Butterscotch. He's great. Yep. And um, I have a couple questions for you. All right. All right. So we have. We know that you've been around to a lot of different countries. Uh, which one was your favorite place to live and why? Yeah, I, I like Shanghai. And I could probably answer this for any place, but Shanghai had the best people. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Students have always been, no matter where I was, students were great. Uh, here, when I taught in the States, too, were great. But... The people that I worked with were people that I spent time with, were friends with, and really deep connections. Mm-hmm. That's what did it. And Shanghai, that's a pretty cool city. It yeah. really is. And a lot of opportunities. So if you travel, for example, I, I coached forensics there as well. But the teams that we competed with were in Indonesia yeah. and in uh, Thailand. And so... You didn't. You didn't take the bus across town. Like you took a plane. <laughs> yeah, to you, you were competing. Yeah, and so visiting, like, like I loved going to Hong Kong. Hong Kong, I love. It's almost like, it's it's almost like Asia and uh, New York. Yeah, I, that's what I, I've seen pictures, yeah, and it looks because oh, yeah. it's all English. They speak yeah. all English there. 
And I was very close and never got, it's my one regret, very close to Australia, which has always been like my mm -hmm. my place I want to go oh, yeah. someday. Never got down there. Like we, we were planning a trip, but we never got down there. Really cool animals and stuff over there. I know that I watch a lot of videos of like the wildlife and stuff over there. Mm -hmm. um, so do you think like the cultures and stuff over there, like was it hard to kind of not fit in, but like, Adjust. Adjust to the to different cultures. And did, did you know, like, the language at all? No. No. Korea, at first, I didn't know the language at all. And it's an American school, so, of course, you're around people who can speak the language. And a lot of the restaurants and things that are around the school will get students from the school to translate their menus. So you could get by without mm -hmm. knowing English. It's best if you would... I'm sorry, not knowing Korean. Yeah. It's best if you could learn the language. And right. there was... I call it taxi English, or taxi Korean, where I could say, you know, left, right, yeah. stop, here, that kind of thing. Simple. But I was kind of caught on that, because mm -hmm. I was there for like seven years, and I remember right before I was going to leave, I was taking a taxi, and the guy asked me something, you know, because I, I was doing directions, and I said, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know. And, and then in English, he switched and said, how long have you been here? And I said, seven years. And he goes, seriously? And you don't know the language? And I thought, it really is a bad yeah. statement. Yeah. You know, I, sh I should have learned the language. So can, are you able to, like, understand at all? No, not really. Now my kids can. They can. Because uh, it's something about language acquisition when you're younger mm -hmm. is different. Right. You know, you just pick it up because you yeah. live it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, we have about two more for you. Why the subject English and why teaching? Yeah, well, originally, aside from what I went to college for, which was, you know, I thought I was going to be a dentist. No, I thought I was right. Oh, really? And I realized that I wasn't, as much as I loved the sciences, I wasn't good at it. I mean, okay. even even in high school. Yeah. I was, I, I was like a C student. I, but I loved it. thought it was fascinating. You know, I was, I was part of the pre-med club. I didn't mm -hmm. mention that one. I was part of that one, too. But when I got to college and realized how tough it is, I thought, you know, I, I'm not going to do this. And so then I thought, well, I'll do the thing that always came easy, that I never had to study for. I never had to study for English tests. I, I don't have a concept, and this is hard when I'm teaching, too. I don't have a concept of how you study if you've read the novel. Yeah. Right. Like, if you've read the novel to me, you should be able to write about it. Mm -hmm. And yet people say, no, I had to go back and study all this and think. See, I don't, I don't have a concept of that. And mm -hmm. then I have a hard time teaching that to that. Anyway, I, I, I pursued that. and uh, so, I, But I went into journalism first, and that's why it was easy to flow into English. Yeah. Because English was my minor in college. Okay, so you had, you had some work with because it. Because I just wanted to take those courses. Like, I love reading. I love dissecting literature, and I love talking about it. And, um, and it, to me, I, I graduated, if you will, into a career that, really is satisfying. Yeah. Right. You know, something that I can, I look forward to every day. I, I just had a conversation today in the hall with Miss Lightfoot, and we were talking about the fact that um, I get to determine what I want to do each year. Mm -hmm. No, I think it's Miss Ferris. And, and she was saying, yeah, I have to do the same thing because it's always the same thing. I said, see, not with me. Like, I can pick a different novel, and I do because I don't want to do the same yeah. thing every year. So right. I can still get everything across, but doesn't have to be that novel. Manner. I can, yeah. I can try something yep. new I've never done before. Exactly. And that's obviously moving overseas and like that. I love change. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I like to keep it, keep it. Getting brief. a little bit out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Doesn't bother me. Yeah. Doesn't bother me. 
it, it in fact it stimulates me to think can I do this yeah let's, and it let's creates experience too. it's fun it's fun all right and then for our last one we have do you feel accomplished <laughs> of what you've done with your life this is this is deep going philosophical here yeah. yeah what have I done with my life you know <laughs> let's start reflecting back mm-hmm. um yeah but but I think if we're going to be philosophical, I think that, that what we do with our lives, like our vocations and our jobs, don't define us. You know, I, I don't think at the end of my life that I'll be remembered as a teacher. Yeah, right. or, and they won't be the accomplishments that I, that I would credit. Yep. I think what I'm doing now with my grandkids, mm-hmm. with my own children, that's the legacy. Yeah. You know? What kind of what kind of father? What kind of grandpa? Can I and be? I mean, like, I'm not gonna remember you as a teacher. I'm gonna right. remember you as a mentor and, and a guide. Right. Well, and that's the way I remember my teachers. Yeah. You know, and and that has a lot to do with why I went into teaching too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think every teacher has like a teacher that they had that, that made a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I have not heard before, but I had four, and, and that's wild. I mean, it's it's rare for people to have sometimes just have one yeah. that made a difference. But I had four, and I kind of bounce off between those four in my instruction. Sometimes yep. I'm, sometimes I'm, uh, 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 Doctor. Okay, what was her name? Gosh, anyway, <laughs> one, one of the professors. Sometimes I'm uh, Father Barfield, who yep. was my high school English teacher. Sometimes I'm um, the uh, Music teacher, yeah, and he was also a Spanish teacher. So you, so know. you just you take inspiration from. I do, and I pull some of their stunts, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and I pull them and see how they work on the students. I'm thinking, yeah, they were just as good for me, yep. so they just work for them. And too. I think that's awesome, like it's especially cool. with us, right? Like seeing, I, I feel like I can see some of it come off in like AP Lang and even in Learning Coach, just how how you're able to connect with students. Yep. Like that's a hard thing for teachers to do. I feel like, and I, I feel some, like you, I had some you good can do ones. that. I had some good ones to to pattern after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, were, like you said, they were good people. Right? Yeah. I, I mean, I'd stop in, at least in high school. They, my teachers had offices. I'd stop in their office just to chat. I, it wasn't about class. I mean, like know? Burke texted me the other day. He was oh like, "Oh my gosh, Burke hangs around, and we yeah. just we just talk like much too late." I think it was last Monday. We just sat in your room and talked for maybe oh. an hour and a half. We didn't cover any friends. <laughs> no, that was the whole purpose of me walking in there, and then we ended up just talking. But hey, I mean, like, it, it does. It creates a, a foundation with your students, and in a very, a very positive way. Yeah. Well, and it's good on my end too. Yeah. You know, I get a lot out of those conversations too. Yep. All right. I think we are coming to the end of this podcast. Yes. But thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, we do have another teacher lined up for, it might be next week or the week after, but we're not going to tell you who that is nope. yet. You'll be able to find out once we post that. It all comes down to their schedule. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. With this learning coach during lunch, I mean, it's hard yeah. to schedule, but we're trying, um, we're going to get this out there for you guys. And hopefully after we do the next one, we can send out another form and you guys can pick again and ask questions. But right now, I think that's it. Again, thank you for everyone that has joined and has listened. And thank you, Mr. Munson, for taking time out of your lunch and coming and talking with us. Yeah. Appreciate it, guys. Anything you need to say?
All right, signing off, Samuel Gillespie. Burke Bankston, see you next time.